What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. You. Thanks so much for listening to the show. This podcast is sponsored by Made to Move Physical Therapy, and we believe that movement is medicine. If you have been dealing with pain that's preventing you from doing what you love, and if you're looking for a healthcare provider to help you meet your goals, then go to madetomovept.com slash contact us. That two is the number two. Fill out the form and reference the Healthy Charleston podcast. Listeners get 10% off their first session. Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. My name is Hannah, and today I am talking with Mary-Kate Nemeth. You probably know her as MK, and she tells us all about what she does here in Charleston as a personal trainer, a coach, and a group fitness instructor. We talk about what wellness really means, how her definition of wellness has developed, and how she helps her clients find their meaning of wellness. MK also tells us her story of how She thought she was doing everything right in the fitness world, but when she took a step back, she realized that the pendulum had swung too far, she wasn't living the way she wanted to, and we talk a lot about how this helped her find her balance. She also tells us a secret that most of you probably don't know about her, and we talk about what it looks like to be a spin instructor. It is a lot of work. What she provides for her clients as a personal trainer, what makes her different, and what keeps her going and trying every day. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special episode for you today. Owner of Wellness by MK. You can find her at Ethos. You can find her at the Work Cycle. She's probably wearing a fabulous matching two-piece outfit. Either way, everyone welcome MK. <laughs> Thank you for the <laughs> wonderful introduction. It doesn't get much better than that. It doesn't right? get much better, especially the matching sets. Well, I mean, like, always. Always. It's probably, like, is it... Is it overwhelming for you now that you always have to be wearing one? No, but when I am not in one, I feel out of place, yes. Really? Yeah. How many do you have? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to disclose that. We don't have to say that. Like, that will be embarrassing. Over under, over under 10. Oh, over. Where do you get them? Everywhere. I just like never gotten one before. Um, I shop at a lot of athletic stores, but... Okay. Definitely aloe yoga okay. has great ones. I just yeah. have a I got a huge Gymshark order. Oh, nice. So, you know, I just like to shop for fun. It's fine. <laughs> it's part of my job. Put it on the business card. Exactly. I should have, you know, I, mean, I did include that in the intro. Right. <laughs> okay, my first question. What does MK stand for? So, my real name is Mary Catherine, but oh. I go by Mary Kate, and then it got shortened to MK. Yeah. Who, like, how did it get shortened? Who, who shortened it? Um, Was it recent? No, okay. it was definitely like high school and college, okay. MK. I mean, I'm right out of college, so it's not, oh. it is pretty recent. But yeah. Um, yeah, Mary Catherine is just only when I got in trouble growing up, mm-hmm. and then it was just Mary Kate. Um, my mom's name is Mary, so we had to Perfect. figure it out, be different, but yeah, MK I, it is. I heard Mary Kate the other day, and I was like, who is that? Oh, okay, like, that's oh, me. <laughs> no, MK, she's MK, like you're very that's much me. MK. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm so, with the matching sets. That's who I am. Oh, you should. That's your rebrand, right, right. there. Like you don't need this person anymore. You have your, <laughs> you have it right there. That's it. <laughs> so, can you tell me what you do here in Charleston? Yes, um, I am. Well, one, I'm 23. I graduated from CFC last May, and I was an exercise science major. I got my group fit certification during college, but right after I um, graduated, I got my 
personal training cert and I started personal training at Ethos very soon after. Um, so I train at Ethos now. I'm a coach and a personal trainer and then I teach cycle classes at the work cycle. So those are the two, three main gigs. Yeah, there's a, there's a <laughs> two, two or three. <laughs> yeah, so you spend your days teaching a lot of different people in a lot of different settings how to work out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I bounce from the work cycle and ethos. I'm basically at both of those studios almost every day. Yeah, so it's like one-on-one and then you have classes as big as like how big are ethos classes now? Like 40 people? Um, I think the weekdays they max out at 30 okay. and then cycle classes we have 40 bikes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so you super... have a pretty big range. Yeah. How did Elliot do in his first cycle class? Okay, so Elliot <laughs> took my class yesterday, yeah. last night, mm-hmm. um, and Rachel made him go front row, like <gasps> right there. Like the boyfriend seat? No, that was Rachel. She claimed the, of the boyfriend seat. Does. That's the bike in front of the instructor. But okay. He was to the left, um, and, you know, he was a trooper. He, he, (laughs) I have asked him to come for so long, and it was like, you're never getting me in there. And then he switched the narrative a little bit later on. He was like, I might try it, I might try it. Didn't tell me he was coming. He just showed up with Rachel. Oh, he didn't tell Um, you? No, neither of them signed up. So it was a little surprise, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, And I had bikes open, which was great. So he, I think he liked it. I got some head nods during class. Um, I felt like he was staring me down the whole time. I didn't know what else to look at. Right. You know? Rachel, um, so on a cycle bike, you have to turn up the resistance. Yeah. And there was a part in class where Rachel's like, Elliot, turn it up. And like reached over and grabbed yeah. it because he was just bouncing. Oh my, he had no idea. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. But he, he really was a trooper and it was very nice that they both showed up. Oh it my was, God, that's It so was funny. fun. But I have to get you in there now. That was oh, my wow. next challenge. I, oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think I am um, more comfortable in that environment than Elliot, I would say. Right. That's yeah. why it's a no-brainer that you should also come. Yeah, there you go. I've been in spin classes before, um, quite sweaty. Oh, yeah. It was like a, you know, Jamie, is it Jamie Scott? No. It was something in Columbia okay. where it was like um, blackout and it was like UV, oh, you know, like, yeah. um, like rave style. Okay, very cool. It was cool. really cool. It was super fun, but it was exhausting. But See, and Elliot was like, she's never coming. Like, if there is zero percent chance Hannah is going. And I was like, no, no, no. Well, okay. That is now a challenge. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He, yesterday at like 2 p.m., he was like, do you want to spin tonight? And I was like, what? And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to the work cycle for MK's class. And I was like, okay, well, I can't wait to see how that goes. But you know, he, he did, did great. It. Good. Will he come back? Probably not. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. It might be one and done, which was great. I'm glad he, he saw what it's all about. That's really all that matters. Yes, that's all that matters. So you got some of these certifications. You started doing this in college. Mm-hmm. What kind of drove you to do that? Give me the backstory. Um, so I grew up in Charleston. I went to Bishop England right here on the oh, island. A native. Um, yeah. I was a cheerleader. That was my form of activity, and I loved it. Um, and then I went to Furman University for two years, and then I got involved with Charge, which is... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like the fitness story. Yeah. That's kind of how I describe it. Definitely. And I loved it. Um, I loved being able to try a bunch of different types of workouts, um, different places. I became a small group leader there. I got leadership roles, and I just really, really loved it. But I decided to transfer to CFC my junior year. Just because um, originally I went to Furman for education, and they have like an amazing five-year master program, but I decided that that was not for me, um, especially if I wanted to like have a family. I was mm. this it wasn't wasn't it. So yeah. came home, kind of reevaluated uh, what I wanted to do off the whim. Just applied to CFC, got in. It's a very quick dis- decision. Very. Yeah. Yeah, happened very fast. Um, And transferred, started exercise science there. The summer um, that I was transferring, actually is when I got my group fit cert. So I started working at Lululemon, Mm -hmm. keeping up with like the group fitness vibe from charge to Lulu because Lulu lets you go. Well, prior to all the craziness in the world, Mm -hmm. we were able to jump from studio to studio Mm -hmm. As a team, really, really cool getting to 
be involved in Charleston's fitness community. Yeah. And I just loved it. So I was like, I want to do group fitness. Yeah. So I got that certification. Um, and then I started working at a franchise studio in Charleston my junior and senior year. And I loved the experience. Um, I then decided that like I wanted to get my CPT just to take it to the next step. Because basically I heard about Ethos and... I had a coffee with Joey and he was like, you have to be a certified personal Mm -hmm. trainer if you want to train here. And I was like, great, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. Exercise science helped me prepare for that test. Um, So it didn't take very long to study for. I got the certification in May when I graduated and then started working at Ethos right after. So it happened very fast, but I've always loved um, group fitness. That's kind of where it started. And then I was like, oh, if I want to build a career, personal training is the next step. So yeah. that's what we did. It seems like in the past few months, or like, I don't know, like what month is it? But especially since like January, you've had a lot of like new things, new roles, like starting your book, starting rush classes, starting at the work cycle, like mm-hmm. all of these things that you've like hoped for, like have all of a sudden started at once. Right. How has that process been? Um... There have been overwhelming days, Um, but it's been really great and fun. I, so when I left that other job, I was studying for my CPT, kind of bouncing around different studios, not really knowing ethos Mm -hmm. wasn't open yet. Um, So I was trying like grip box, the works, the work cycle, and I fell in love at the work cycle. I loved that type of fitness. It was dark. It was fun. It was loud. <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> like, like a club. Oh my, literally a club. Like strobe lights, all yeah. the things. Um, and I knew that that was something I wanted to pursue as well. So I started at Ethos doing front desk and training. And then um, during that process, I also was working at the work cycle front desk. So that's kind of how I got my name in the door or my two my feet in the door and I tried out um I believe the auditions were like November you had an audition oh yeah what was that like um dark was there anyone in the room like was anyone doing the class or was it so the first round of auditions I think there were like 12 of us okay um so we actually were all in the front row so you didn't have a mic you had to um teach three different tracks Hmm. And I was scared out of my mind because I can be loud, but like, if you ask Joey, Joey's like, you got to find your big girl voice and Mm -hmm. we're, we're working on it. Mm -hmm. When I have a mic, I'm fine. But like in a rush class, being loud and projecting has been something that I'm working on. You have to be like at a different range of your voice. Right. So that was really scary being in a dark room, loud music and having to teach to people to my right and my left, not Mm, in front of me. Yeah. So... I don't know what happened. Something came over me and I left and I was like, I just did that. I crushed yeah. it. I felt so proud of like what I did, confident in it. And I was like, you know, I did everything I could. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, yeah. it wasn't meant to be. Um, but it was meant to be. Okay, so yeah. we are now there. You actually did crush it. I did crush right. it. Yeah. It wasn't all a dream. Um, and then you have to do training. So it was an eight-week program. Wow. We meant met every Wednesday night. We did like endurance training, which was crazy. My legs were on fire switching. And this is something that Elliot didn't understand, but at the work cycle, you ride to the beat of the music, right? Mm. So you catch the beat on one of your legs, which he was like, what do you mean? Was he just like riding it? Well, he, he said last night, like, third song, and he was like, oh, he got it. okay, this is what she meant. But when I tell him this, or when I have told him this prior, yeah. he's like, what do you mean? You have to use two legs to ride a bike. And I'm like, yeah. right, but you catch the beat on one of the legs. You have a stronger leg. So I'm dyslexic, and as a rider, you ride on the right. So having okay. to teach on the left was, like, this whole new thing. It's yeah. really, really challenging. Like, when I say we're going to crunch right to left, I'm going left to right. Because you're mirroring them. Correct, yeah. So that was really, really hard. And during training, Katie Pento would be like, all right, you're on the right beat or on the right leg, catch it on the right, 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 switch to the left, 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 and then back to the right, like back and forth. And my head was like, oh, my God, what is right? What is left? I don't know. Um, So the training was super intense, but it was amazing. And then I did start teaching in February. 
Um, so January is when I really kicked off with my clients and then I started getting classes at the work cycle. So yeah, it definitely happened really fast, but it's slowed down a little bit just with like summer months, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's been really good. I'm really happy with the growth that I've had. And I've also learned that I don't have to have this jam packed schedule right off the bat. Like I, this is part of the journey, the growing, I'm going to get there. It's just day by day. Yeah. So. I don't think most people realize like how much of a performance it is to be a group fitness instructor. Oh yeah. Especially like what it sounds like, you know, when you're leading a a spin class and you're in the same place the whole time and you're demonstrating because like across the class, like the coach is not demonstrating throughout the workout. Right. You get to manage the room, Mm -hmm. but a lot of group fitness classes, like I'm always so like bewildered by and impressed by like the girl at the front who does the whole workout, yells at you the whole time, and, like, isn't out of breath. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I'm doing it. I'm not even talking, and I'm <gasps> Huffing and puffing, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. I, I think it's part of, like, that was our training, being yeah. able like to, do to do that. that. And I definitely, the first few classes, it was all adrenaline. Like, yeah. I blacked out my first class. <laughs> I had right. an amazing room full of amazing people. <laughs> And I left and I was like, that was electric. And then I was like, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what happened. So much. I was overwhelmed. Um, and that was definitely the first few classes okay. now. Um, I also think it's really, really good because there are um, some instructors are like, you get off and on the bike, you can coach, okay. you get low in the room, turning up people's resistance, all the mm-hmm. things. But if for me, I just tried to stay on the bike the whole time and that's how I've gotten really, really good at being able mm-hmm. to ride, teach, um, and then also do like heart work, which is a huge part of the work cycle. It's not just cueing, it's more of the storytelling, if yeah. you will. Um, it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's mean, a show, yeah. Yeah. The lights, like being able to control the it lights. It's a concert. It's an hour long concert where you're also working out, and like then Beyonce goes off stage and she rests. Right. But like you're staying on stage and like you do that. Like, Many times a week. Mm-hmm. You are Beyonce. I am Beyonce. <laughs> you are wow. Beyonce. I should just change it to Wellness by Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> also in fabulous two-piece matching outfits. Well, that's that's Beyonce for you. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like, I mean, your cycle class has like a very, obviously, upbeat, adrenaline, exciting vibe. Yes. How does that differ than you as a personal trainer? Oh, com- well... It's completely different, but also not because cycle, that is where I feel the most confident. Mm -hmm. I try to take that energy to my sessions with clients. Um, I think it's obviously not, we're not in a dark room when we're training together. We're not blaring music. Normally it's Joey's music in the gym. So like take that as as you will. (laughs) Um, But my sessions with my clients are really... Well, they're built on trust to start. We sit down in the beginning. Um, we talk about your goals, what you want. We talk about the whole your whole life. We're not just coming in and being like, oh, I want to learn how to do a pull-up. That's great, but we're going to get a little bit deeper than that. Um, I have a lot of clients that train with friends, so small group training, um, and that just makes it a little bit more fun because then you just add a third person in there. But basically, I program specifically for individuals. I'm not doing a normal program for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to do something a little different. Um, and we check in. It's not, it's not just like, Hey, how was your weekend? Okay, great. Let's go squat. Like mm-hmm. we talk about what actually did happen this weekend. How did we feel about that? Mm-hmm. Did we sleep well? All the, all those parts of life. Um, but it all it all stems from trust in the beginning. So having to you know put myself out there in a way that they feel like okay she actually does care about me and mm-hmm. she's not just taking my money. Um, so definitely a different vibe. It's it's more personal in a way because I get to hear their story, whereas mm-hmm. cycle is more so I get to kind of tell my story and hope that people will then end up sharing as well. But it's not always guaranteed. Whereas with my clients. I'm like, we're getting real. Yeah. <laughs> Open we're going to know everything about We're going to do it. <laughs> um, so that's the main difference. But uh, I think that any 
really good personal trainer will tell you that they want to build their um, foundation with their clients on trust. And, like, the relationship. Yeah, totally. And it's important. Trust is huge in any relationship. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but, like, trust is the the number one thing that matters in relationships and in healthcare. Mm -hmm. And, like, ironically, healthcare doesn't do a great job of relationships. So, you know, by design, like, they don't do a great job at trust because Mm -hmm. there's often not a lot of relationships with healthcare, which is... Like, why I think we see so many people kind of, like, yearning for a personal trainer. Like, someone that is sometimes more than a group class. And, like, even group classes, like, I always kind of felt like I wanted to know the instructor more. Like, I wanted a a closer relationship. You want that community, Mm -hmm. right? Like, even if you're a group class, even if you're, like, Globo Gym, even if you're a personal trainer, like, you still are kind of searching for that community in some way, shape, or form. Totally. And even in the group classes, I think it it shows when you know people by name, mm-hmm. you ask them about their life before or after class, you check in with them. Like I have um, someone who comes and takes my 12 o'clock class every Monday, and we've had a little flare-up with our shoulder, and I'm checking in, making sure that we're doing what we need to be doing. How are we feeling? Is it still are you still feeling it or whatever it may be? Like, I think that goes a long way for For individuals, especially in that group setting. It's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, she actually doesn't like, she actually gives a shit. Like she wants to know, Mm -hmm. or she even remembers that my shoulder has been bothering me. Like, I think that is how I'm trying to stand out anyway. That's, that's how I want to be like known for is basically the relationships that I'm building with people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, it helps her so much with accountability, too. Totally. Like, versus what a lot of people do is maybe they they get hurt or something's going on in their life, and so then they just stop coming, and then they Mm -hmm. fall off the wagon, and then you never see them again, and then, you know, everyone's pretty sad about that. Yeah. So, what do a lot of your personal training clients come to you for? Is there, like, a similar goal, a similar problem, a similar, like, something that they're looking for, and they're like, you know what, MK is going to do it for me? So, yes and no. I feel like my clients, I have a very wide range of goals. Um, But with that being said, they are all basically based within um, strength training. Mm. Um, I have some moms that just want to come in and move their body. Mm -hmm. And I have some that want to back squat 200 pounds. Like, we have... um, a wide, wide range. And I think what makes me different is the fact that I do want to know more about you and the goals. It's not so much of like, hey, MK, I want to start training with you and I want to back squat 200 pounds. Like, we're going to dive into like, why? Why yeah. is that number so important? Or mm-hmm. um, what did, what happened in our head to think that that is like, the end goal like how how did we get there and like that is an amazing goal and I'm sure we're gonna knock it through the park but like let's let's start back from the beginning and yeah go that way why is that valuable um so I think that is kind of I I believe that's why people train with me is because they realize that I do care um my philosophy on my training is definitely strength training we do a compound lift and then we'll do a lot of accessory movements but like Abby, we don't do Metcons at all. She doesn't like to raise her heart rate, and that's okay. We're we're gonna work on our squat, our deadlift, and all the things that she wants to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just make sure that my clients know that I am listening and that they feel heard, mm-hmm. um, and that's how I program. So I feel like that has been the best way for me to show my clients that I do care about their goals and want them to succeed in the way that they want. And yeah. I'm not just like, oh, you're going to back squat 200 pounds yeah. and I they get this scared. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't want that. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. what most people want is just to like feel good and look good and feel like they're doing something. Yeah. Like most people don't have this number goal in mind. And I feel like sometimes people think that means they don't have goals. Mm. But like consistency is a huge goal. Just going and enjoying it. Amazing Showing goal. up. Yeah. Just showing up. And, and sometimes you might not enjoy it. 
Yeah, there are days where I personally am like, nope, we're going to take a walk. Yeah. <laughs> and that is perfectly fine. Yeah. And I've had days with clients with, like this morning I had a client, she was like, I'm not feeling it. I didn't sleep well. Mm-hmm. I traveled all weekend. She showed up. She showed up and we moved our body and it wasn't exactly what I had planned, but we were fine with it. We were like, okay, this is, this is more than enough. This is what you need in this moment. And that's exactly that's good. Meeting people where they're at. Exactly. So your brand, your business is Wellness by MK mm-hmm. and we're rebranding, but we're keeping the name. Keeping the name. Yes. Okay. So hard hitting question. What does wellness mean to you? Wellness. Okay. So it's a pretty like trendy big term these days. It is. And I, so when I was deciding yeah. my brand, if you will, which it who is, is, who is MK? Do I just stick with like MK fitness or do I stick with whatever, trying to come up with a name? And I was playing around and I think what stood out with wellness was that I am trying to provide more than just a workout for my clients. Mm-hmm. It's more about building this well-balanced, healthy lifestyle um, where you feel really, really good in your body and what you're doing. I, going through this rebranding, I've had lots of different journal prompts and all this stuff from the girl I'm working with. Oh, and love journal prompts. Oh, yeah. Writing out my ideal client, yeah. all those things. And when I had to write, like, what my purpose was mm-hmm. for Wellness by MK, it was truly to help others become the best version of themselves with that creating this balanced lifestyle and feeling confident doing it. Because for me, confidence has been something that is always an up and down roller coaster. It probably always will be. But if I can practice what I preach, I think that will help others also see, okay, you know, it's not going to be perfect every day, but we're going to show up. We're going to wake up with the right attitude to try our best um, and create that balance. Um, I... Definitely believe in like the 80-20 lifestyle, so um, that's the balance of it all. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people when they start their health, well, this or health journey, fitness journey, they take it to the extreme. Yeah. And then they fall off the wagon or they end up hating it or they're restricting themselves and it becomes super unhealthy. Or there's the opposite where, you know, you're doing terrible things for your body and not doing good things like moving or eating nutrient dense foods or whatever. Um, so I think it's coming and meeting in the middle and Mm -hmm. talking about it. So that's kind of how I came up with wellness is that it is that we are together creating that balance, um, and finding it and making it manageable for you. Yeah. I think we definitely live in a very like black and white, all or nothing society. And like I go back and forth and no pun intended, but like, (laughs) The pendulum swings, right? And sometimes it's helpful to swing because you find your limit. Like, it's kind of hard to find the middle unless you're like, oh, hate that. Oh, God, that doesn't feel good. And you're like, oh, balance. Mm -hmm. You know, like anytime I've tried to, you know, make a lifestyle or behavior change, I often find that I and most people, we go really hard in the paint of like, you know, I'm only ever going to do this and I'm not going to do this and I'm going to be really good at, you know, going to the gym six days a week and I'm going to sleep nine hours a night. And then you're like, wait, that actually doesn't work with my lifestyle. And then you, like you said, sometimes you fall off the wagon mm-hmm. and you're like, well, that doesn't really work with my lifestyle either. Right. And then you find this really like amazing, elusive place called the middle, it's called balance. And it's like, you almost feel like you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that? Yes. And I have my clients feel that too. Like I've had clients where we'll train at like Thursday morning and I'm like, how was like last night? How did we sleep? Oh, I had wine night with the girls. Like Mm. I ended up drinking a whole bottle of wine. Like I am hungover. And Mm. I'm like, okay, like that's okay. And they're like, what do you mean it's okay? No, it's not. I I feel terrible about about myself. I'm like, Mm. but did you have fun? Did you enjoy the company that you were did you enjoy the company that you had or did you enjoy the glasses of wine? Like, did you like, you're here today, you're moving your body. I think it's just about perspective and knowing that that's okay to, you're allowed to have Wednesday wine nights. Like that is okay. Um, it's just, it's perspective and finding the balance 
should we be drinking a bottle of wine every night? I probably wouldn't recommend it. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. It would be <laughs> so easy to, though, if you have the right bottle. Like, every time I have wine on, like, a Sunday night with my parents or something, I'm like, I see why people drink every night. Like, this is tasty. This is nice. But it's it's really hard to stop once you start. Right. <laughs> and on the next episode, so that's I'm <laughs> So that's finding the balance. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's just, I personally... That is something that I work with as well and or I'm working on. And I share that with my clients. I'm like, listen, I've been there. Like, I am I was there two nights ago, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm. we're still showing up. We're still putting our best foot forward. And that is what we need to celebrate. You got to can't be tearing ourselves down when we enjoy life. Exactly. It's not what what it, what good is that going to do? Like, Nothing. what is the point of all of this hard work and you know dedication to health if you just don't even enjoy your life the whole time? Right. That's the two extremes. Yeah, it's crazy. Or you are not over enjoying your life, but you're not prioritizing your health, and you're like, well, I'm enjoying life. I'm going to eat burger and fries five days a week not skip breakfast, not move my body, X, Y, and Z, but I'm happy. I'm like, okay, well, how long are we going to be living? Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, at some point, it's, yeah, there's like... But are you happy? Love. Do you actually feel good? Or do you have heartburn? Like, maybe we should talk about this. <laughs> you getting stomach problems. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I feel like recently, like, I've learned way more that there's a lot of, like, tough love and discipline involved in, like, going to the gym every day. There's also a lot of tough love and discipline in taking a rest day, in mm. being okay, like, drinking your wine, eating your cheese, having whatever, or, like, you know what, I'm going to sleep in today because I think that's better than me going to the gym. And I think people underestimate, like, sometimes how hard it is to choose that option. Totally. And I feel like in our line of work as well it's hard to set aside that time for us as well oh, I feel yeah. like I have some days I'm like okay you have you have this time off you don't need to be researching or you can mm. you can go and take a walk or even better you can go home and lay on the couch <laughs> like you, you can be. sit yeah. um and that is definitely something that I also have to wrap my head around because there are times I'm like well if I leave the gym I'm not showing face I'm not mm. like this is what if I miss an opportunity to meet someone for a new client? All of those things Oof, yeah. get in my head. And it it just takes me getting in my car. And then I'm fine. I'm like, okay, you know what? I did need this. I needed a break. Um, so that I can come back later and do my job the best exactly. that I can. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to find that balance. set that boundary. Yeah. For sure. Because then, you know, you start to resent it. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be at the gym, and you're not looking forward to being at the gym, and then it's like, oh, well, am I really like showing up as my best self here, right? Or am I just always here, just lingering? <laughs> there are days I'm like, why the heck am I still here? <laughs> yeah, like, wait, like it is uh, seven thirty on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Like last client was at five thirty. Time yes, to yeah. go, and it's like you're enjoying it, but you're like, oh, like what am I not doing right now? Because I'm still at the gym talking to Rach. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm like, wait, what are we doing? We need to go home. <laughs> we love it there, though. Like, we do. It, it's, it's a very lovely environment to be in. The people are great. Ethos has done an amazing job. I think yeah. um, the culture is there. The community is there. That's why I love it. That's why I want yeah. to be there. Yeah, it's a great third place. Like, especially for all of us, like, in adulthood – you don't live together anymore. Mm-hmm. Like in college, you live with your best friends. Right. Don't and so that. like you're always being social, but you know, in like this weird adult life, like we live over here, you live over here, they live over here. And so it's really fun to have like a place where all of your friends go, even just on a Tuesday, you're not going out, you know, you're not drinking. Right. Most of the time, like <laughs> you're just hanging out and then you're like, oh, we're all going to go back to like our respective places. But I feel like, you were a part of Charge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I was a part of, of, of a sorority where we ate lunch together, we ate dinner together, we lived together. Like, you're so used to being around people that then, like, you know, going to PC school or becoming an adult, you're just, like, alone. And yeah. you're like, what, am, what do I normally, like, I'm normally around people when I, when I eat this and now mm-hmm. I'm alone. It's a big adjustment. 
Yeah, and sometimes it's really nice. <laughs> I feel so. I was gonna say I am. That is my balance. I can yeah. be super social. I want to talk to everybody and anyone at the gym. And then there's other times I hide in the yoga room. Like yeah. I have 30 minutes. I'm going to sit by myself. Yeah. Because sometimes I, I have to take the time to recharge. Definitely. So that I can continue to put out that social friendly bubbly mk but sometimes it's Mm -hmm. like okay we need to go we need to breathe sit and breathe close your eyes mk you don't have to you don't have to sit in the lounge and talk to x y and z that walk in like (laughs) x y and z will be there later (laughs) yeah you'll see them again so what does your wellness look like for you right now in this season of life so it we're working on the balance Mm -hmm. um because like we have discussed i teach at the work cycle which I have to ride when I teach. Mm. So I'm learning how to incorporate that as um, a part of my fitness. Um, Because for the beginning part of teaching there, I would go teach class and then I'd be like, oh, I have to go lift. Mm -hmm. Not really understanding that that was a workout for me as well. And probably even more. My adrenaline was so high. My heart rate's high. All the things. Um, so that is something I'm figuring out. I am teaching yeah. more than I was in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I think part of my wellness journey is, like you said, learning that rest days are really, really good and necessary. Um, and it's it's a struggle. There yeah. are days where I'm at the gym and I'm exhausted and everyone's working out. I'm like, oh, well, I could do something. Mm-hmm. But it's really just turning inwards and being like, okay, well, if we did this, how productive would we be? Yeah. And if you want to deadlift tomorrow, how productive is this going to be? Probably Mm. not. So let's take the rest day today so that we can try again tomorrow. Um, So that the fitness is something that has definitely been something that I have to work on um, because... I love it. It's almost like a social hour in the gym sometimes. It's like, oh, well... Rach is going to go lift, so I'm just going to go with her, even though I mm-hmm. did that exercise yesterday. I'm like, I'm doing oh, deadlifts two days in a row. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. But it's So I've gotten better at that, and I think she also has too, mm-hmm. which is good because we hold each other accountable yeah. in that way. Um, the other part of wellness, like the social, is something that I have gotten really um, – I'm really proud of that I know when to say no. I think – Moving to Charleston, I was overwhelmed with how much social mm-hmm. there was in the sense of, like, it was just weekend after weekend mm-hmm. of going out to different bars, eating out, spending so much money, and all within good company and all that. But I have definitely dialed it back in the sense of, you know, I probably shouldn't go out and spend this much money this weekend. Or, oh, I have a big thing next weekend, so I'm going to stay in today. Or mm-hmm. Vice versa, um, go to the beach, all those things, taking time for myself. I'll go sit at the beach alone. Yeah. Like once a weekend. What beach you go to? Um, depends. If I'm coming from downtown, I'll go to Folly, but yeah. normally I live right over here, so yeah. I go to Sullivan's. Um, but I love it. I bring my book, I sit by myself. Yeah. It's a way for me to it's recharge fabulous. again. Yeah. Um, so finding that, and then I'm a big believer in meal prep during mm-hmm. the week. Um, and then I will treat myself on the weekends yep. to whatever I'm craving. So there you go. We are, we listen to what we, what we need that week. <laughs> so it sounds like, did you ever have a time where the pendulum swung and you were like, oh, I oh, can't sustain this. Yeah. What happened there? Like what helped you realize all of this? Um, well, part of it was my family actually. Um, I, so I, when I transferred to CFC, I was working, at um, that franchise studio, mm-hmm. and then also Lululemon, and also was in school. Oh, goodness. It was, yeah. So, new school, wasn't super involved, which is, I didn't want to be super involved at CFC. I kind of just wanted to get my degree and get out of there. I wanted yeah. to dive into to work. Yeah. Um, and I just overdid it with the social. I was so excited to be a part of a community and being invited to things that I just, like, went all in and I did that for a very long time and I also was surrounding myself with people that took 
the fitness to the extreme as well, like working out three, four times a day. Oh, what? So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm doing that too. So yeah. taking classes, then going to yoga, then going to walk the bridge, and then going yeah. to lift. Like it was wild. Wild. Yeah. Um, so I realized that um, my family re- made me realize that that wasn't sustainable at all. Sat did me you down. have an intervention? We did have it. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm sharing it, Mom. I know. Like, is she going to listen? <laughs> She's definitely going to listen. She's so proud that they um, did this, though. Oh, my gosh. And I I am so thankful that yeah. they did it. They sat me down. They were like, you know, this is not our MK. Um, we're worried about you. We got to we gotta switch it up. Oof. And we did. Quit my job pretty soon after that. And I started taking more time for myself. Started to say no to those social yeah. things. Um, which was really hard, but my mom, my mom is, my mom and my sister are like my best friends, and my mom and I would end up doing things instead, like, yeah, all right, we're going to get our nails done, or we're going to the movies, or we're going to go whatever, whatever, cook dinner, um, and that was really, really helpful because social media makes you mm. second guess everything, and like, oh, why didn't I go, or I should be there, or I'm missing out, FOMO is real um but it was really helpful to have like that support system here so I'm really grateful that I do have my family in Charleston to get me through that um and now it's just kind of the new way of life I don't I don't fall into that anymore but yeah we did have an intervention we sat down um I got very defensive at first for sure yeah but then I was like oh they're right they're right I was gonna ask like how that went how you handled that um, yeah, no, I definitely was like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> like what are I'm doing? happy, I have friends, I have two jobs, I'm working my butt off, like, why is this not enough? Yeah. And then they were like, no, 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 like, you're doing too much, let's, we gotta back it up. Yeah. Um, so, it took me a, a few days to simmer down, and I was like, you know what? It's a lot of love, like, they, yeah. they know me, they know who I am, my morals, my values, and they see that I'm not showing that. So we had we had to make a, a little adjustment, and I am super glad that I did. I have grown so much from that experience. Yeah, you should be really proud of yourself also. Gold star. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> I am proud of myself. I am. <laughs> I feel like that would be really hard to not feel, like, super attacked. And, like, I mean, everyone would go on the defensive of, like, I'm doing all these things that are so good for me and so healthy and I'm working all this like like you said like why is that enough it would be really hard to you know like what what finally helped you realize like oh they're right um so when that intervention happened I took a step back just basically because my parents asked me to from that community mm-hmm. those people and soon after like I was basically wiped out of their lives like they didn't yeah. really care so I think that okay. was like a little wake-up call like oh these people probably don't have my best interests at heart yeah. whereas my parents the people that love me the most that Definitely will do. unconditionally love me for the rest of my life they do so that was the wake-up call I feel like that experience probably also helped you like shape the way that you teach the way that you interact with clients right absolutely and I think it it is a way for me to also open up and share that like this is part of life we're gonna have our ups and downs this is the journey and wherever you are in that journey that's where I'm gonna meet you so it's not like you have to be at the top of your game all the time you have to have it all together you have to know what you're doing with your life you gotta be financially stable no we're not we are taking it day by day and I will meet you where you are just like my parents met me where I was oh that's sweet I love you mom (laughs) and dad (laughs) hey mom (laughs) that's great how do you feel like over the past like six months how have you grown how has how has MK like changed her beliefs changed the way that she like does what she does how have you changed in the past few months I have had a lot of growth opportunities. I think I have been trusted with new class times at Cycle, at Ethos. I've been trusted with new clients, 
you've sent me a client, um, Joey sends me clients, I've gotten clients from Cycle, which is really, really cool. And I think I have grown in the sense that I probably don't know everything and that I, it's okay to not know. I think in the beginning I started with a little bit of an ego. I'm like, oh, I'm so, like, I'm so young, but I have all of these certifications, so, like, let's freaking go. (laughs) And I definitely still have that, but I have learned that, like, it's really important to be honest about what you know and what you don't know and ask the questions. Um, So if I program something, like, I'm be like, okay, why are we doing that? So that when I program my clients, I can be like, okay, why am I making them do this? What is the reason behind this movement? Oh, it's because X, Y, and Z. This is part of their goals. This is how we're going to get to where they want to be. So I think learning that it's okay not to know. It's okay to ask questions. I mean, especially at Ethos, I am surrounded by amazing trainers, uh, amazing PTs. Like, I have so many resources literally at the tip of my fingers and to use them because I am just a wee baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 23. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm fresh. Um, so I should not know it all. And that's something that I've had to kind of digest because Mm -hmm. I want to be like, the top of my game yeah. at such a young age, it's probably not going to happen. I gotta, I have to take the time to learn and develop my beliefs. And they definitely mm-hmm. are still changing. I mean, I meet with Elliot a few times a oh, month. Oh, I'm sure he And just, he challenges me. I bet he, he does. We ask, it's a lot of whys. Why do I believe that? And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know. So let's talk yeah. about it. Let's get to the nitty gritty. And mm-hmm. I'm super grateful for that because I think that is definitely shaping me to be the trainer that I want to be. Love you, Ollie. Like those meetings. I bet he, uh, he, that's his like favorite type of meeting is helping someone change their beliefs, even if they're not, um, they didn't give you permission. Like Inception. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, oh my God, wait, what did you just do to me? Mm -hmm. And I didn't even like know that it was happening. Right. So. Except there have been times he's like, all right, I got to go to another meeting. I'm like, okay, but we have to continue because I'm so confused. Yeah, I'm I'm like, don't know what I, I still don't now. know. Exactly. He's like, okay, we'll meet again. I'm like, don't worry. Thank you. So you were part of charge. You were a cheerleader. Like what were your early experiences with fitness? Like, um, so I was a cheerleader and then I, which I loved. I, if you haven't noticed, I'm peppy. No. No, I don't. No, not you. You're very, very calm. No. You're very monotone. (laughs) Um, Come to a cycle class. You'll see the other side. (laughs) I don't know if I can handle that. Uh, It's a lot. Yeah, no, I bet it's so fun. Um, It's so much fun. No, I... So, finding my voice there, um, had some leadership roles with that. And then, it was just a fun way to move my body. It was something that I looked forward to, and I think that is how I want a lot of, that's how I want people to view fitness. It's something that you want to do. It's not mm. that you have to do it. It's that you get to do it. Um, so I was doing that and then joined, um, charge at ferment and just loved the community aspect of it. I thought it was a great way to meet other girls, my age, meet older girls, people that I could look up to. Um, and then also get involved in the Greenville community, which was really, mm. really cool. And then transferring here, I kind of just kept that going. I loved that um, Charleston is really big in the mm-hmm. fitness industry and that almost every gym is making it a community and, like, mm-hmm. the culture that you want. It's not – most places you're not just walking in and you're leaving. You don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. You know someone, um, and they know you. Like, the instructor knows your name, and mm-hmm. that's what makes you want to come back. So I – was eager to find that in Charleston. So that's why I kind of like hopped around, joined or started at Lululemon. Um, and I just have kept that going, but I, it started with cheerleading, beating, being on a team, Mm. trusting each other. I was a back spot. So like the girl in the air had to trust me. I had to trust her that she wasn't going to fling her leg up or like, you know, so building again on trust, all the relationships are built on trust. So um, that's where it started, but it's definitely grown and evolved, but I've always loved group fitness. It sounds like you have always loved moving in a way that was fun. Yes. Like not just like moving 
because you should or but like finding a way of movement that you genuinely like have a lot of fun with absolutely and now it's lifted like cycle I love and it's so much fun but now I really love the challenge of lifting and I like to do it by myself like there are days I love doing it with people but I for the longest time and this goes back to that like stupid number why could not get my deadlift over 200 pounds. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, I know my legs are strong. I cycle. Like, I know there's muscle there. Like, why can't I do it? And I could do, like, 190 for, like, yeah. five. I'm like, it's a mental oh, block. Oh, wow. It's yeah. a mental block. 200 pounds, that number. Mm-hmm. Um, so it became something that was hard for me, but yeah. I wanted to push past it. Like, I yeah. wanted to see me go through the, the struggle and then get to the other side. Mm. And we have. We're... Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, like, way beyond that, <laughs> Well, right? it's, it's taken time. Like, I yeah. was stuck. Finally got 200. Then I was stuck again. Stuck again. Then I was really, really stuck at 235. And then a couple weeks ago, I made a huge jump to 270. Oh, so. my gosh. Huge okay. jump. That's amazing. Yeah. My program was not to PR that day. But I was, Sorry, like... Jackson. I texted Jackson. I was, like, oh, this feels really good. Should I keep going? He's, like... 250 felt good. I was like, like butter. He's wow. like, bump it up. I'm bump like, okay. Um, so that obviously like, you know, made me feel really, really good. And now yeah. I want to, now we're shooting for 300. So like it's, yeah. lifting is become something that I find really, really fun and enjoyable. Yeah. But there are hard days with it. It's not, it's not a walk in the park. No, but it, it's, it is really cool. Like the days that I am like, I, not that I don't want to be here, but, like, I'm done. Like, I've done a lot. I don't want to finish this. Or, like, I'm tired. And then you, like, you switch. And you're like, no, I am going to finish this. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, you you just feel this. You just feel so accomplished. And, like, the, the best kind of accomplishment is, like, you against you. Totally. It's not like, oh, I did more than she did today. It's like, I did more than I thought that I could. And I really... Like, one voice really, really wanted to give up, and I didn't let that voice decide my actions. Absolutely. That's, that is all about, that's the power of lifting, I think. Like, Mm. or, I mean, you can go to a group fitness class and kind of hide in the back. You're like, oh, Joey's not watching me. Like, I'm going to slack off. But when it is, literally, your your program and you, you get to decide if you're going to, reach for those numbers, mm-hmm. reach for those stars, whatever. Like, you get to decide how... And I think it's also... you got to be honest with yourself. Like, don't push yourself to the point where you're going to end up hating it either. Like, yeah. Or hurt yourself or whatever. Like, if you're not feeling it that day, it is okay. Mm-hmm. We back off. We take off the weight. Finish the workout. But maybe it's not exactly what was programmed. Mm-hmm. But we try again tomorrow. Um but I think it is just, it's making the conscious decision for you and yeah. like only you. Not Shooting. because my program told me to do it. Or not because, like, mm, I, Elliot's cooking me dinner. I just want to get home. Like, you, you, you think just, Elliot cooks me dinner? N- <laughs> no, I saw the pasta. You cooked that. Yes, you definitely cooked meal it. prep from last week that we're still finishing. Love it. <laughs> but don't worry. He finished it all last night. We'll have to make more tonight. Yeah, it's, it's the choice. It's like when you're, when you're put in the driver's seat and... I love group fitness because it's really nice to not be in the driver's seat. Mm. Like, a lot of people have really draining jobs and they want an hour where they can just, like, do what the instructor says. They can fully be present, but they're not, you know, having to think about, should I do this? Should I do that? They're just doing it. They're very Mm. in the moment. But then, like, to be able to be, not like, I don't write my own program, but, but there's a lot of, like, accountability. There's a lot of initiative. There's a lot of independence. Um when it comes to like you're doing your own thing or you're doing it alone. Like I totally agree. Sometimes I love working out with people. Sometimes I'm like, I really want to do this alone. It's great alone time. And it's just like a really cool thing to be like, I am a young female and I just lifted at the gym alone for an hour. Absolutely. Like that's pretty cool. And surrounded by a ton of other females doing this alone. And- Lights me up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. This is, I walk in the gym and there's like all these girls back squatting and deadlifting and lunging and whatever. And like, I'm just like, hell yeah. This is just like, let me cool. hop in real quick. <laughs> yeah. Let me work in. <laughs> Can I do a set? Like, what weight are you on? <laughs> what is something that most people don't know about you? 
Oh, I figured you were going to ask this. So people are starting to find this out, and it's very um, shocking to a lot of people. I can't swim. Oh. Mm. Like, describe it to me. Um, Can you, like, if I put you in a pool of water, what would happen? Wouldn't it be a great outcome? Did you take swim lessons? I took one. And you hated it? And- yeah, it was that child I... I threw a, a little tantrum, and my mom was like, fine, you don't have to go back. Fine, and we didn't learn. So, like, do you get in pools? Where I can stand. Okay. I go in the ocean literally just to pee. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait, you pee in the ocean? Oh, my God. <laughs> Shut up. So, is this, like, something that you are working on? Or are you this is like- something I want to work on. Okay. I actually... So... I'm on a Facebook page where I'm trying to find a swim instructor. All these stupid boys at the gym are like, I'll teach you how to no, swim. And I'm like, no. I don't trust you. Sorry. I'm not you know, doing um, it. Abby was a swimmer. She was, yes. That we did actually talk about would have been that. really funny. Um, yeah, she teaches me. I teach her. That's great. Exactly. We could have done a little. Yeah. Abby, come back. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, can't swim. I have to, like, plug my nose if I am to go underwater. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's bad. It's not that bad. But that's my fun fact. Wow. Which is not fun. Well, you just told all of Charleston that you don't know how to swim and that you want to learn how to swim. So I want to learn. So if there's a, a teacher, <laughs> reach out. Hit me out. <laughs> okay. Are you like, when you said you're a part of a Facebook group, I imagine like. It's like a Daniel Island. Young adults who don't know how to swim. <laughs> like a support it's, group. It's like a Daniel Island, not the mom's page because okay. I'm not a mom, obviously, but yeah. it's like a Daniel Island page where. Are you a part of the babysitting page? I am. I am too. Mm-hmm. Yes. You see a lot of things on that page. You do. Yeah. What is something that you feel like, you know, if everyone did it, people would be healthier. The world would be a better place. If everyone would just do this. Oh boy. Yeah. Right? I think... It's kind of a trick question sometimes too. I think... I, I think there's a lot of answers to that, but I think for me and... The stage of life I'm in, I think the world would be, a, if we all did this, if we all had a little more grace to give, I think that would make the world a better place. Grace for yourself, grace for the people around you. I think it's super easy to be overcritical to the people around mm-hmm. us um, or people that you're just running into off the street. And to ourselves. To right? ourselves, yeah. for sure. Um but those people first, we don't know what they're going through. They might be having a really, really hard time in their life. They might be in the deepest of valleys. And if we could give them a little grace, I think that will help them start to creep out of that. And then same with yourself. Like like we talked about, giving yourself grace when the workout not going that well today. Or you maybe... If you're tracking, like, you overate. Like, who cares? Mm. Like, give yourself grace for that. It's not... I talk a lot about it in cycle, but it is really making the choice when you wake up the next day. How do you want the day to be? So, if yesterday wasn't a good day, you give yourself grace, you go to sleep, you try again tomorrow. Um, And that's for yourself and that's for the people around you. I think if we just gave a little more grace. More grace. How do you, like, how do you remind yourself... To give yourself, to give other people more grace? Um, I use, well, I use movement as a way of grace, giving myself grace. Um, If I'm, like, mentally really frustrated or overwhelmed with work, I just need 10 minutes I get outside. I go on, like, Mm -hmm. a 10-minute walk to myself. Love to leave my phone at the desk. Mm -hmm. Don't bring it with me. Um, And really just focus on, like, my breath and... I'm not a huge meditator, but I I like being quiet and listening to the birds or the cars or whatever and just taking those deep breaths and then I reset when I walk back in. Um, the way I give grace to others is going back to breath, taking if someone's frustrating <laughs> me, I'm breath. like, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. Um, and then sometimes just taking the time to... Um, not react right away. Oh my god. Which is really hard. Easier said than done. Really hard, but yeah. Like very worth it. 
it so is worth it because high risk, high reward. <laughs> but because if you just remove yourself or you're like, if you got a text about something and you are fired up, like mm. rather than responding out of anger or just the reaction, like you take a moment to actually think about what they're saying and where they're coming from. Put your put yourself in their shoes, and I you're most likely going to respond in a different mm-hmm. way, not rash and upset and angry. It's um, definitely easier said than done, and there are times that I'm like, oh, boy, this could <laughs> really go. Get me going. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that is that is a way that shows that you could get grace. And I think even going on a walk in that situation or putting your phone down or doing something that brings you joy or that – brings your spirits up, whatever it may be, doing that will help you not jump to the to the negative mm-hmm. all the time. And I feel like that's something that I used to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Immediately I would be like, this what if I did this, let me think of the worst case scenario. Yeah. I'm like, why? Let's think about the best. Let's mm-hmm. think about what could be and give yourself if the negative happens, you give yourself grace, you try again tomorrow. That's kind of how I've been looking at life. I'm like, well, today was a shit show, but tomorrow we got tomorrow. <laughs> we do. We um, and that's kind of how I've been looking at life. And that's just a way for me to give grace to myself. Yeah. Did that, that answer it? For sure. <laughs> okay. Of course that answered it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of perspective there too. Like it's a nice reminder. Like you feel overwhelmed. I feel overwhelmed. Every single person in this office at some point in their life, like, feels overwhelmed by their work, feels sad, feels stressed, feels angry. Like when you remember that the person next to you, the person across from you is a human too. Mm -hmm. Like it just allows you to, to respond differently, to treat people differently. Like I think we get very wrapped up in ourselves and how we feel and how, you know, you're making me feel, but like to hear you MK say like, I get overwhelmed by work too. Like, it's normal. We Mm -hmm. all feel this way. And I think if we all just understand, like, we're all struggling with very similar things. You know, you can be a CEO and feel overwhelmed, or you can be, you know, whatever and feel overwhelmed. Like, there's no no qualifier for who's allowed to feel what. Absolutely. And I think it's also a good reminder that we all share the same 24 hours in the day. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I have X, Y, and Z to get done, and I don't have the time. Well, we all have the same amount. It's how you prioritize your time, how you what what is the most important thing in your mm-hmm. life? Is that is it that I want to overwhelm myself with work and mm-hmm. be miserable in my relationships or not prioritize family time or spend time with my dog or whatever it is that makes me happy and brings me joy in life? Um, it's all about how you prioritize your day. We all get the same 24 hours. We all have to that's that's a hard part of life. It's mm. picking and choosing what lifts you up. And yeah, of course, we all want to make money. We all want to be successful, but at what sacrifice? At what cost? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are we all so focused on being busy from Monday through Friday that when Friday six night comes, six. you're yeah. like, I hate everything and I want to go crawl in a hole. Nobody talks to me. Yeah. Then, yeah. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Right. Yeah. When you are feeling tired, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling stressed, what inspires you to just shift your mindset, to keep going? Like, you mentioned a couple times, like, well, we have tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What inspires you to do that? Um, I think I've learned um, – I journal a lot. And that's kind of part of the training at the work cycle mm-hmm. is because you want to be able to open up and share. So practicing writing um, – and just getting a little bit more in tune with who you are, your emotions, what you're going through, all that stuff. So I have been journaling and I journal about this probably like at least once a month about like what my purpose is. Mm. And I actually shared this in class today. Um, I fully believe my purpose is to help people uh, figure out how they can be the best version of themselves. So I'm not doing that. Or if I get super overwhelmed with work, I go back to, like, that's my why. I am here. I am doing this job to help others find that balance, that healthy lifestyle, and that best version of themselves. So, yeah, of course, it's my job. It's how I want to be successful. But, like, what's that's my why. It's not about 
making X amount of money or working at an amazing gym. It's about the people that I get to spend time with every day and help, which is really cool. Where can our followers find you? So, um, I have two Instagrams. MK Nemeth is the personal account. I'm very active on there now, but we're trying to build the wellness by MK. Um, that's on Instagram. The website will be launching here. Hopefully within, before this is out. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so that's coming soon. Okay. So you can find me, uh, I think it's wellnessbymk.com. So um, check back on yep. the Instagram for that. Yeah. Um, and then I am at Ethos all the time, and I teach at the work cycle five times a week. So come, come ride, come train, come see me at either place. Love it. Thank you so much, MK. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.